It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you with knowledge that empowers you so you make better financial decisions in your life. And I hope that if you enjoy this podcast, you will hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. In this episode, I need to do that thing they do in TV where I scare you to death and then make you feel okay. It's a story about how easy it has become for burglary rings to break into hotel rooms. In the worst cases, they happen upon you in the hotel room. I want to tell you how, for just a couple of bucks, you can be safe on the road in a hotel. And later, I got some updates on Amazon, both good and bad. And we've had a number of questions recently concerning Amazon as well. So there's a guy I think is just fantastic who covers the travel industry, who goes by the trade name Johnny Jet. Johnny does these newsletters that are free. And Johnny wrote one recently about a criminal ring using a device common at hotels to break into hotel rooms. And there was an NBC News story, it was done out of the Bay Area, of a woman in her hotel room who had the presence of mind to call the front desk, pull out her phone, and start filming. So this is something like people used to use who locked themselves out of a car to break in to their own car. Same kind of idea. It's a device that goes under the door of a hotel room, then a metal rod goes up and it's used to unlock the door that's locked from the inside. Hotels have these if there's a wellness check they need to do. If, if a door is locked for days, they're worried somebody in there is ill or worse. And so they have these devices that unfortunately with hotel turnover fall into the hands of criminals. And so you watch this video And there's this woman alone in her hotel room and gets a knock at the door. She looks through the peephole. She doesn't know who they are. She wouldn't answer the door. The next thing she knows, this device is under her door and then the metal rod coming up, trying to undo the latch. And she just took her hand. She was holding it and they're trying to figure out why they're not getting the lock and all that. Finally, they give up and they leave and they're gone before the police get there. But the point is, And something that people who travel all the time have talked about for years, and I never took seriously till I watched the video from NBC News, a simple doorstop that, uh, depending on where you buy it, I bought this one for $1.99, that is small, I travel carry-on only, won't take up any appreciable room and adds no meaningful weight to my suitcase when I get to a hotel Just slip it under the door, and even if they have one of these things, they're not going to be able to push the door open. It is an incredible, simple device. And Krista, I have heard about this for years. I never had never been moved to do anything about it. And it's funny how video can really affect you. When you see how simple it is, for a burglary ring to open a hotel room and then sometimes it's it's an invasion not a burglary because there is somebody in that room 
Yeah, this is super, it's scary. I know you're not trying to scare anyone, but this, I love that there's such a simple solution. I'm definitely getting one of those and bringing it with me for sure. I remember once I booked a hotel years ago on one of the hotel sites where you don't know what hotel you're staying at till after you paid non-refundable. And I was in a area I didn't know and a city I didn't know. And it was rated as a three-star hotel. And the place was late, got there late at night. It was a horrible neighborhood. The hotel was disgusting. It was nothing like a three-star. And I took the chair in the hotel room and I propped it up against the door because I wouldn't have been able to sleep otherwise. Question, why didn't I leave? It was like uh, well after midnight. Didn't get much sleep that night. Man, that was a mess. The funny thing was when I called customer no service for the booking service, and talked about, you know, that I was in an unsafe neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. He said, well, you bought it. I said, but this is like not even a one-star hotel. He said, we decide how they're rated. Well, Um, they lost a customer. They did. They did. It took several more years before my oldest brother, hearing that story and having problem after problem with that hotel booking site, finally stopped using it. But anyway, the point is, I would have maybe slept better that night if I would have had the door stop with me that yeah. night. I mean, a lot of the hotel, I mean, there's also some have, I haven't seen a chain in a while, but they have those special metal clip things too that can act like this on the doors. I'm sorry to tell you, no? Krista, watch the video. Oh no. Okay. And you'll see that they can pop that open with this device as well. Okay. All right. Sorry, don't, don't mean to make you paranoid. No, I know. The solution is so simple. Light, tiny, doorstop will keep so now you Now i got to have a doorstop. i got to have a mini carbon, carbon monoxide, monoxide detector. detector. <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean, I just don't get to take any clothes on a yeah, trip Yeah, seriously. Anymore. What do you do? It's funny. I had to pack for a, uh, I'm doing a speech near Washington, D.C. And so I, I asked, were there dress requirements for the speakers? And I was told, and I was like, oh, my God. I got to take all that clothing. (laughs) And so it's all crammed into my carry on. I just can't even imagine how wrinkled my clothes are going to be. I have my miniature carbon monoxide detector and my doorstop all in there. Awesome. Well, it's an easy, easy tip. Okay. Let's go to questions. This first one is a super sad one. Well, I don't know. We'll see if it's really sad, but it's kind of scary. Mike in North Carolina says my wife Just learned her divorced sister, 53 years old, met a man online around 30 years old and recently flew to Nigeria and married him. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. We've had a thing over and over again where people have met somebody online. We've never had somebody where it was absolutely a real person who was exactly what they said, who went and met them in person Mm -hmm. and married? Married them. Anyway, Mike says, we are certain this is a scam, but not clear of his intentions or his end game. So far, he has not asked for any money as far as we know. Our only info so far is that now that they are married, he is going to try to come to the U.S. They talk every day, which to us seems like a way to establish to U.S. authorities the authenticity of the relationship. Not sure if the joke will be on him as my sister-in-law is in debt, has no money to speak of, and lives with her 78-year-old mom. However, this is where we are concerned if she mentioned to us this man and he tries to use us to solicit money. 
what should we be on the lookout for? What can we do to protect ourselves and also our mother-in-law? Our credit is frozen, as is our child's. Are there any safety concerns, and should we contact an attorney? So it's fantastic that you are in this mode of protecting your sister. And odds are that the number one reason for this may be this individual wants U.S. citizenship or wants the right to live in the United States and work in the United States. I mean, that could be what this is really about. It could not necessarily be about stealing money from your sister or anything like that, your sister-in-law. Who knows? I mean, it is possible. I guess it's possible there's love involved, but more often it will be some hidden agenda. And the likeliest, particularly if there's nothing to steal from her, it is about wanting the right to live and work in the U.S. Is for the rest of you, there is not any immediate danger. Obviously, your credit's frozen, which is great. Uh, if you're asked for money, you say, gosh, we just don't, we can't spare any. And until and unless this gentleman is in the U.S., you get to meet him. He may turn out to be a fine, decent man. You don't know till then. And, and so what you don't know creates additional fear. And the circumstance is one that often is suspicious. So be on your guard, but have somewhat an open mind. Erica in Florida says, is it better and safe to rent a timeshare property from an owner? And if so, how do I find a listing of legitimate timeshare rentals? So a lot of people have timeshares. They can't unload them and they rent them out. And there's a website called Vacatia, V-A-C-A-T-I-A, that rents people's timeshares for them. They have an okay rating with the Better Business Bureau. Uh, I think it's like a B plus. So there have been some level of complaints, but it is a forum where you can rent a timeshare week. There is a natural market for it because there are so many people stuck with timeshares they can't get rid of. And this is a way for them to get some income in from something that's sticking to them like glue. Dennis in Oregon says, I've noticed a recent trend by retailers when using my credit card to make purchases. I noticed on my statement they would charge the agreed upon item cost. Then I'd see another charge of $1 by the same retailer on the same purchase. When I called, they both indicated this was done in case the original card purchase wasn't accepted, that the dollar will be refunded. It sounds like a scam to hold my money for a few days to collect interest on it. So actually what they're doing is they're looking for an approval code that's very common with online sellers, or even if you do pay at the pump at a gas station, yeah. often you'll see a $1 hold from that gas station. And they're just trying before, think about a gas station. A gas station is essentially extending you an enormous amount of credit, particularly how much a gallon of gas costs. So they don't want to allow you to start to pump with a card that may later be declined. So they do the approval for the dollar as just a placeholder. And so you're not actually, you should not ever be in a situation where there's ever any cost to you for that dollar hold that's put on a credit card when you're doing pay at the pump 
or you're shopping online or anything like that. It is a standard industry procedure and practice, and there should be a better way with the credit card companies for a merchant to be able to do a approval inquiry prior to purchase, but that's the way the systems work for a long time, and there has been no replacement that I'm aware of yet that would make more sense and not be as confusing. And if you look at your online access to your statements, you will see these $1 things. They'll be there, and then they vanish, essentially. And that's what's going on here. So don't worry. Be happy. Speaking of online shopping, a lot going on with Amazon. And we're going to talk about that straight ahead uh, so that you know when you're shopping, you're actually getting a good deal, not a bad one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The legal world is kind of in an uproar involving Amazon because one of the allegations against Amazon in a federal action is that Amazon has been manipulating its Prime members to pay more for items they're buying. And the allegations by the feds is that Amazon has basically separated its most loyal customers, Prime members, from more than a billion dollars of their own money by using artificial intelligence to charge more money to people that are very loyal to Amazon. It was called Project Nile. Amazon, uh, this formerly secret Project Nile, now out there, now known, Amazon says, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Project Nile was not about that. Uh, Project Nile was not to rip off our customers. And ultimately, the courts will decide. But the underlying thing you need to know is Amazon's business model is set up completely around getting people to pay for Prime membership. That's what it's about. Because the Prime members not only are paying that annual fee, but people who pay the annual fee tend to become creatures of habit. And when they're buying something, they become monoline shoppers. They shop at one place, Amazon, and fail to comparison shop. So whether Amazon was, as the feds allege, and the courts will ultimately decide, using Project Nile as a way to cheat their most loyal customers are not. The reality is, if you are in that mindset that you only shop Amazon for what you're buying, 
because it is so convenient. Know that that convenience comes at very, very, very high cost because Amazon, having lost money quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter on retail, is having to do everything they can to get more money out of your pocket and push prices up, leaving you at a competitive disadvantage if you don't comparison shop. It's, this thing came up recently where somebody was complaining to me about airfare for a Thanksgiving trip. We were talking it through, and it turned out that they only had shopped a single airline and were complaining about fares. I said, well, here's the problem. If you only shop a single airline, you're consistently going to pay way too much. You have to be a free agent if cost matters. And then you reshop it and you see what it costs flying different airlines. And I always do domestic searches, always, one way, never round trip. But the thing is, the more you become this person who's like, has blinders on, and I only use this company. I only shop here. I only fly these people. What you're doing is you're putting your hands behind your back. Not one hand, both, in terms of what's happening to your wallet. So, yeah, the courts will figure out if Amazon was cheating you. But the reality is, in most cases, Amazon Prime members are cheating themselves by only shopping Amazon because the lower prices consistently will be somewhere else. Not that Amazon is bad. It's just that in a wide open marketplace, Amazon still represents a tiny amount of retail, a lot of online, but a tiny amount of retail. You're missing the opportunities to save money by saying, oh, Amazon Amazon, Amazon is the answer to every question. Now, there's something that Amazon may be an answer to a question for that I've been talking about for the last several years off and on. Amazon is launching internet service. Very early stages, they've just launched their first satellites. And this is a case where Amazon could make an enormous difference in your and my wallet we still have not been able to break the cable monsters. The cable monsters still maintain crazy market share for internet service for home and business. We've got SpaceX with its Starlink that is growing great guns all over the world, providing internet service to people, particularly those in areas that reliable, dependable internet has not been available. We have T-Mobile and Verizon offering home internet service that is not as fast as you get from the cable monopoly, from the cable monster, but is much, much, much cheaper without contracts. And then if Amazon is successful with its system, it will give us another option to be able to break that chokehold of ridiculously high prices that the cable monster has. So to give you a comparison, typical American consumer is paying somewhere 80 to 110 a month for home internet service from the cable monster. Do you know in other countries, 
internet's available for the equivalent of about five U.S. dollars in competitive marketplaces with much faster internet than what we have in the United States. That is the cost of monopoly. Krista? Speaking of Amazon, Bill in Pennsylvania says, are you aware that Amazon has raised the bar for minimum purchase for free shipping? Yeah, it went to, is it $35? 35 for non-prime members. Right. So again, Amazon's whole business model is to give you as many carrots and as many sticks as they have to hit you over the head with to get you to pay for Amazon Prime. That's what it's about. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just one of many increases in minimum purchase to make the pain severe enough that people who are occasional Amazon shoppers either stop shopping there, meet the higher minimums, or decide to become Prime members. We've also had a couple of Clarkies mention that the Q&A seems to be gone from Amazon products. And what happened was they used to, used to see that. I'm sure you've seen that before. Yeah. Um, but now they've hidden it, actually. So they have a search box on the product page, and you can search there and see if there are answers to questions. And then um, we also saw on Reddit somebody put this link that you can use and put in the product ID. So we actually just did a write-up on that on Clark.com if somebody wants to see how to do that. Another question here from George in Arizona. What's going on with USAA? I had an issue with my bank account recently, and the phone reps were so bad, I've switched my activity to another bank. I started to tell my estate trustee that, and she prompted, because the service is so bad, she asked me to do her a favor and shut down those accounts because USAA's reps are so terrible, she doesn't want to have to deal with them. And you had mentioned, yeah, I think, last we, we week, talked we were reaching about this out. Before. Yeah. So we've had... Very intense feedback from unhappy USAA members when we posted recently an article on Clark.com updating the ratings on the nation's insurers. And USAA and surveys, we don't do the surveys, but other organizations do. Consumer Reports, the American Customer Satisfaction Index, uh, J.D. Power Mm -hmm. does them as well. And they all have USAA as the best or nearly the best among auto and homeowners insurers. And USAA, what George is asking about, USAA Federal Savings Bank is now one of the largest banks in the United States. I think they're maybe 15th or something like that. They're enormous. There's obviously an increased level of agitation among USAA members feeling like USAA is not the same anymore. Um, We did, as I promised, we contacted USAA and asked for a response, and we got a typical corporate blow-off garbage statement. I mean, should I even read the statement? Do you have it? It was Um, was really pitiful. I can pull it up. I I mean, it it was like something you'd expect from Wells Fargo or Bank of America or Chase or Citibank. No acknowledgement at all that there could be any problem or any issue or whatever. I was very disappointed in USAA. I've been a USAA member, gosh, nearly 50 years. So there's a statement. It's USAA is well known for providing outstanding member service, which has defined our association for over 100 years. We certainly appreciate the feedback and would ask for an opportunity to resolve any concerns from our members. Members can reach us by using their USA mobile app 
by logging into their profile at USA.com or by calling us and they give their number. That's I it. mean, that's, that's such typical corporate junk. Yeah. Um, there's a family show. So you had I said you say. hoped that that wasn't the response we would get. But. Yeah. I, I, Cause I said up front, I said, are we going to get a typical corporate response? Or are we going to get a real one? And obviously there's not any sense there that they need to deal with any internal issues that may be going on culturally. USA historically has been one of the best companies and surveys to work for. They've always had a great reputation in the employment world. And I don't know, I don't know what's going on because there's enough smoke, there's some fire there. And I hope that USAA will look internally and figure out what it is that's got these members that have been so loyal to USAA that they're now so unhappy with them. A lot of smoke for sure we've gotten. Oh, um, yeah. Sanjeev in North Carolina says, we travel overseas once a year. Would you recommend spending the $199 for elite membership to going? So going is the alert service formerly known uh, as Scott's Scott Chief, Chief Flights. Scott, what did you do that for? Anyway, you've got, you've got to get over it. I can't get over <laughs> it. So if you like flying front of the plane, you know, flying international, business class, first class, if that's your thing, 100% do the elite membership for the 200 a year. Because the difference in the savings, like they had a deal posted just yesterday for business class to a number of European cities for 2,400 round trip to 2,900 round trip. If you've never been in that rarefied air of the front of the plane, that's cheap for the front of the plane. That's a real deal. So a single trip international where you get a good deal in business class or first class, it absolutely pays to pay for the $200 membership. On the other hand, if you are someone who doesn't envy sitting in those seats, or you're not going to even pay a couple of thousand, you'd rather pay 400. It was funny because it was a sale I saw the other day that going posted that was on SAS and it showed coach fares that were like 380, 440, things like that. Then there was another alert from them showing premium economy and what a deal it was at like three times that price. So most people are going to want the 380 or 420 or whatever. So you don't need the elite membership unless you want to sit in that fancy seat with the somewhat fancy service and that lie flat bed. Lie flat beds are nice, aren't they? That's why we, in hotels, <laughs> in hotels they don't just have a chair you sit in all night. They have a bed. It's just that bed costs a lot more on an airplane it sure does. than it does in a hotel room. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. I'm really sorry if I didn't get to your question. And I invite you to join our free Clark.com community to share your questions and opinions with fellow money savers at community.clark.com. And know what we're about for you to save more, spend less, and never, ever get ripped off.